Microphones down, cocktails up, microphones on. This is Cocktails and Questions, South by Southwest 2019 edition. This is day one. I can't believe it's here again. Um, but this is the uh, my favorite holiday of the year. I, I just came in from the street, so I'm a little dehydrated, a little sweaty. Um, you look, you look uh, a little. I was yeah. gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look good. I mean, you look good. But thanks, buddy. It's a uh, it's, it's a grizzled good. look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, take as much uh, B12 and drink as much water as I possibly can, navigating the streets of our lovely city. But we wanted to pause just for a second, almost like in a in a micro prediction. So. Uh, I think you guys have made fun of me enough before by saying I've been to some form of South by every year since like 98, I think. Is it really making fun or is it just gentle ribbing? Well, my emotions are raw. I told you I'm tired. I told you I'm dehydrated. Fair enough. Um, you guys have obviously been. You guys are South by veterans. Yep. Way too many times. Oh, I think this is my eighth year. That's it? I think I've been going like eight years in a row. Okay. Like eight years in a row. How do you get your tickets again? Uh, well, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I needed the money. Yeah. No, I um, I'm actually on the Innovation <laughs> Advisory Board panel, um, so I, I get it for for free by okay. judging other people's work. Nice man, nice fancy schmancy. And, and so you're there in a capacity of advisory role. You have a badge. You will be attending. Are you gonna attend? Or are you the straight business? I am not attending this year. I uh, I haven't actually. I sp- well, I spoke. I guess it was last year, the year before. Uh, I did a panel earlier, but I'm not going to any of this stuff because it's just. I don't know. It's a pain in the ass. We've talked and, about and this there's before. There's so many people that you want to meet, um, yeah. and there's a lot of good stuff going. So I gave my badge to somebody else. But we talked about this. Do you need the badge in order to enjoy and get anything out of South by? I get a lot out of it, and I I don't have the badge. I like the badge as a backup. Honestly, yeah. like the the valuable connections in the business I've been able to do without a badge probably outweighs what I've done with a badge. But what I find is is there are times where. If you have the badge, you can get in, or you can skip a line, or something like that. So it's a little bit of a conspicuous consumption, but it doesn't mean that we're not excited. And so we wanted to do is press pause and just as some, uh, I'm going to talk about elder technologists later in the podcast, but some as some elder South by vets, um, we're looking at these patterns, right? So we just wanted to make some predictions of what we what we've seen come out in the panels. I know James, you've got a whole thread that you're thinking about. I did, and you know what? <laughs> do really you want to discuss so, that now? So, or? getting back to the last question, whether or not you need to go for the last couple of years, I've I've actually been of the opinion you don't. Um, it has seen like there's been sort of a switch to South by is about the parties and South by. Do you think that's because? Sorry, do you think that's because you're an elder and you're like, look, I get it. Like, is this one of those things? Like, how old am I? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> because well, you're 106. Because I'm 100. Well, I'm, I'm, I am Gand- watching, I'm the Gandalf of South by. I, I'm getting excited because I, I'm watching our the Slack channel, so we send lots of folks right to just kind of go out and hit the streets. And there are people that have never been there before. Mm-hmm. Their value is going to be way through the roof. They're super excited. So, like, yeah, do you I think it's it. blanket or do you think you have to once you get to a dozen of them, you're like, all right, I'm good. I, I think it's that because, I mean, I, I did CES for like eight years Got in it. a row. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than CES. Oh, day I, four. Yeah. In a was that when convention they're, center. When they're at the same yeah. time as the AVN Awards? Was that it, oh, back it's, then? It's right, That's right. It's right after. And oh, so like God. you're, you're, it's like nerds like walking out, just gawking at, you know, porn stars at oh. the airport. It's a, it's a really, it's a, Vegas is weird, but that's a really weird I remember time. that time you sent me to California to go to the Forrester Conference and it was at the same time, it was in the Orange County Convention Center at the same time as like the World of Warcraft Conference. Yeah. So it was all of these like heads of digital from these different like really button up companies and these people in cosplay with like these giant like guar hammers and yeah. stuff like that. It was a really interesting time. And what's odd is they both need each other. They, they yes. do. But they, they don't, don't like kind they of don't each other it. like you, me. You know, uh, getting back to the original question, um, I actually was 
I, I wouldn't say the word pleasantly surprised, but I was actually kind of like put off a little bit at first by looking at all of the tracks. Like I was thumbing through all of the tracks on online and it, it was a little overwhelming. And there's just always the a schedule. Lot, yeah, the schedule, yeah. just the sessions, just the interactive sessions. And I'm used to a lot of choice, but it was almost an unbearable amount of choice, um, which to me tells me there's actually probably a renewed reason to actually go to the conference, not just the parties. In fact, there were, some of them were really good. Um, Howard Schultz is speaking this year. Um, I know uh, John Boehner is speaking this year. He's yep. you. You guys want to give the background on, on John Boehner's appearance? Yeah. I do not. Did you not know this? Yeah. No, I did. You, I you just know, don't yeah. want to. <laughs> you know, John, John Boehner is, he is actually um, the head of a cannabis company, yep. which I had no idea, but um, he's, uh, it's Acreage Holdings. And so he is uh, um, running cannabis. Like he's, I guess, serving as their lobbyist in charge. Super smart, man. Yeah. And there's a whole track. I mean, that was the the thing that I think there's like three or four things from South by because I did the same thing. I was trying to go through and say like, you know, what's interesting to send some people to. And, and I want to kind of hear what people say. Mm -hmm. But there was like a couple themes that emerged. The one that is there's a whole track on cannabis business this year. Mm -hmm. And so they've got tons of people talking about um, predictions for when cannabis is going to be legal, what that means, what that means on the health side, what that means on the business side, what that means on the marketing side, on the technology side. Um, and they're just people coming out of the woodworks that I had no idea. I mean, who would have thought that John Boehner is running a pot company? I mean... Why not, right? I think what's what's happening is the it's the dissolving of that and the understanding. So you have these use cases, and we, this is a whole podcast on, in and of itself. But the amount of money and things that it does culturally to to folks is really what's happening. And and it comes on the heels of an interesting announcement of Jewel looking for Austin, Texas, to the be singer? their headquarters. The singer, yes, James. Uh, yes. The the late nineties, the yodeling, uh, <laughs> yodeling singer? acoustic songstress Jewel. No, but I, I just think it, it's interesting. I was actually um, advising a, a, somebody who's got this job offered to switch from CPG to go to Jewel and be like their head, whatever, whatever. I said, look, man, <clears throat> you're gonna have to deal with all sorts of ethical things, but look at cannabis and is, is that the, the direction that they're headed in. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes perfect sense that they're talking about it and they're talking about it in Texas, yep. right? One of the largest agricultural states in the United States. That's probably not too far away, 18 months. You know, what's really interesting maybe. about that, two things. You guys know I worked in D.C. 24? for a while, right? Yeah. And two John months? Boehner, like I tracked his career up and down throughout all of it and he actually was part of uh, sort of an aborted coup to try and get rid of Newt Gingrich and he kind of got cast out. Then he came back and he waited yeah. around for forever. The guy's like, he's a real personality. But I, I look at it and I was not surprised at all because of all the people that didn't give up smoking when it became not cool, like John Boehner smoked like three packs a day. I just ripping heaters all, just, all, all, all day long. All oh, day. He, he and Dick Army, who was the House Majority Leader at the time, they would just sit there and smoke and smoke and smoke was and he, smoke. And was smoke. he part of the reason why Newt Gingrich got kicked off the plane which started the Monica Lewinsky thing? Was that part of that? No, it wasn't kerfuffle. the kicked out. He was he was forced to sit in the back of Air Force yeah, One. Yeah, that's what I mean. But was that John Boehner play a role? No, in that? no, okay. that was all that's one of my favorite Newt Gingrich stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. of all of your various <laughs> Newt Gingrich <laughs> the, stories, I have seventeen. All the time listen, the Newt I got seventeen Newt stories, <laughs> and that one's my favorite. Was he threw but, a temper tantrum? But getting back to what we were talking about, um, I I do think that there's almost a need for a curation service for South by sessions, like to look for, like if you're well, interested in one thing, yeah. like if you're looking for hands-on training, because there's a lot of workshops and things like I, that. If you're interested in AI, um, it's kind of hard to find all I've of got that. A, I've, I do have to, I, am, I have 
never shied away from giving South by Southwest shit for their design, for their technology, for their enrollment process and all that stuff. But I will say two things about this year. I found it easier this year than ever to curate what I'm interested in by their tagging system. Yeah, it's good. And I found a giant reduction in bullshit titles. Like Mm. they're sort of notorious for these. Do you remember that one that like the iRobot one that I got so pissed off about because it was the future of the smart home and it turns out they were just like shilling Roombas? Yes. Like that sucked. (laughs) I was so upset about that. I waited in line so long. There there seems to be a, a... an outcry of these these titles that don't mean anything, and so what I found, at least going through the service, and I've got my schedule, some of my schedule pulled up. It's, it's it seems to be more utilitarian and more blended, so I'm excited about it. That's good. So you've got the cannabis thing popping. Yeah, cannabis is going to be really interesting. Um, I think that that one will be one to watch. I think the other big one is um, no surprise, privacy is the one that's just jumping off the page. Um, so you've got the the guys from uh, Instagram, Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger, um, who founded Instagram were at Facebook for a while and now left. So they're, uh, I think Kevin Systrom is giving a, a keynote and there's a lot of questions around what he's going to say and is he just going to skewer Facebook? And oh. I got to imagine that's going to happen. Did you guys see what happened to Facebook to th- this morning? No, no. The pivot to the, privacy? The pivot to privacy. I've oh, seen the headline. Man. I haven't clicked on it though. Yeah, so the whole idea now is that Facebook is pivoting towards privacy. Mark Zuckerberg said that uh, they have built the um, the digital town square, and um, now it's it's kind of too big. It's almost gotten out of control. Yeah, they want to now a bunch build of crazy it. town criers standing exactly. on soapboxes. <laughs> so now they want to build vaccines the, are bad. The digital living room, where just a select group of people hang out. Their messages yeah. are going to be um, much like Snapchat uh, are going to go away, um, and yeah. uh, so they'll only be good for a certain amount of time. They're going to connect their Three apps: WhatsApp, yep. um, Instagram, and Facebook, um, and uh, do some end-to-end encryption. So um, really that's interesting because Google. Sorry, I got excited because Google Plus tried this or Google Circles, right? Yep. You guys remember Google Circles? Like I yeah, thought Google Plus. They nailed it in my mind because they were, but it was done by Google, right? So they rolled it out wrong. It wasn't designed right. But they're, but they're, they're too early. They're or, way too early, and the organizing thought was correct, which was <clears throat> the addition or subtraction of one person changes your tone and your content of what your conversation yeah. is, and that's essentially what we're getting at. And, and the the dissolving content's quite opposite of some other startups that I've seen that are essentially social networks on the blockchain. So once you hit publish, never going away. Never going away. Yeah. Forever, like your. That sounds like the worst social network in <laughs> history. I didn't say it was a good one. I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's called don't, right? Like, but you know, I think about it. There's really interesting that, that that came up because there was a thing about a year ago about how Mark Zuckerberg was trying to pivot towards community, right? And it's clear from a product development and a product release standpoint, Facebook is like long since left the user behind. Like all, like everything I mean, that they do. The guy with private security and fences taller than this building is talking about community. It's a yeah, little yeah. odd. Right? Yeah, and he's like, all like, well, I want to have like, I want to have like kiting communities and I want to have like knitting communities and I want to have It's like George Lucas writing a dialogue. And, and, and I get where he was going with it, but I do think that, I mean, at a certain point, the, the platform becomes so big that it just starts to kind of like lose value. And I do think Facebook has lost a lot of its value. I talked there like between the delete Facebook movement and then on top of it, just your basic user experience now, it's not what it used to be and it's not what people like really went towards. And so I'd be interested, like is the pivot to privacy the solve? Well, so the pivot to privacy is a big part of it. And I think that's like the banner that they're under. But what was also in that like, huge manifesto that he put on his Facebook page is that they're combining those three apps on the back end. So now what you really have is one mega app. 
mm-hmm. and it's got the interoperability. So you can actually now, mm-hmm. or the, the goal is you could be on WhatsApp, communicate with somebody on Facebook Messenger or on Instagram, all, no matter what app you have open. So I think what they're doing is they're trying to go to more privacy and in doing so, they're actually making the world's biggest app with the most data possible. <laughs> That's correct. Right? And like one big... <laughs> the pivot to privacy. Oh my God. By bringing together all yeah. the data and What we mean is place. give us all your privacy. Yeah, exactly. That's the pivot. Did you guys, did you guys see that um, online interview of Jack Dorsey by um, Kara Swisher using Twitter? Did you guys see that? No. It was so bad and it was painful for both of them. And Kara Swisher would ask this question. And of course, like you only have like so much time and so many characters to respond. And, and Jack Dorsey was really open about it. Like, boy, this was painful. Yeah. Like, we're going to take this as a, as a learning moment. I'm like, <laughs> when are they just going to buy Twitter and be done with it? Like, it's not like we're sitting there talking about like merging, whomever like but someone please no but no but facebook just yeah. put it out of its fucking misery oh, like, buy, like, shoot yeah, it. buy it and just like put it on that back shoot like the hard drive like merge twitter space. into the back end like swallow it up it was just it's so bad well the thing i heard today i can't remember i was listening to, to a couple podcasts this morning and they were talking about um the the reason they think that they're doing the merge so why they're put, putting these two together or three together is so that uh, the Justice Department doesn't break them up. I could see that. Right, because if they can go ahead and do this before regulation hits, then they say, oh, we're really just one company. But this hits into our 2019 predictions when I was talking about you're going to see either uh, convergence or like spinning off of separate companies. I didn't I didn't even think about that. Or before. it could be, be that the Amazon thing? Web Services no, 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 guy was going to give them 5% off for bundling. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably, that's what they, the whole thing that The whole thing was like an investor play. Rep. Exactly. Well, well, how, like, hey, if you, put, if you put these three together... How many people? Like I can probably knock a few nickels off the top. So we talk, uh, nickels. <laughs> I like, I like how the, I'm, I'm, the, I'm in the mob. The, the Amazon <laughs> web services sales guy is like a He's wise like, hey, guy hey, from Long Island. Why don't you Island. come and look at my trunk? I got some web services out here for you. You put three together, I'll give you a few nickels off the top. Oh, I also like how that's kind of like, uh, kind of a wise guy, kind of like Marky Mark. <laughs> exactly. You know? But it's also hey, say hello to hey, your mother for me. It's, <laughs> it's also not wrong, hey, right? Go. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do like the the tech. Uh, the tech mafia, for sure, they're they're gonna be in mm-hmm. there, man. Where else are you gonna go? Azure? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come on! Oh my! You gotta go with AWS. All right, so you've got. Don't make me remind you. Oh man, that's like the most ridiculous inside joke that, I, and the fact that I laugh at that is <laughs> makes me feel like the biggest. Rackspace, please. <laughs> Oh. Price is so low, I got a tell. Uh, exactly, I'm crazy. Okay, all, all right. right. So privacy is another big one. You're the yeah. the one that. Man, if I missed anything in the world, which I do, you know, about once a week at a huge level, but luckily most people don't remember. But uh, esports, mm. and when esports God came up, them. I was like, "This is the dumbest thing." So my that spinner has ever worked happened. on you. Yeah, like it, I spun you. Yeah. Remember our it, last yes. one? Yeah. And I, I paid him <laughs> to tell you you should leave our company yeah. and and become an esports maven. It was a huge miss on my part. People do not realize how big Why? esports are. What, what, what were you missing? I'm sorry. I just didn't think it could be a thing, mm. man. I mean, just coming yeah. up, like growing up, you know, you played video games, you were a nerd. Like yep. that was just the, the, it just was, and I played a lot of video games. You couldn't, so. date, you couldn't date anybody and yeah. you couldn't make money from yeah. it. They definitely now all the sport. They, I mean, there it's was still no not a way. Sport. Let's, yeah. Come on. But I, I just, I didn't think that people would watch video games. Uh, so I missed that on Twitch. But, you know, once Amazon bought Twitch, I, I, I started to really follow us, and the the level of takeoff is unreal. And this is this is the future, which 
I still feel a little bit weird saying that, but there's a whole track at South by this year around esports, um, and people are talking about it like crazy. Have, did you go see any of that stuff? I have not seen any of it yet, but it, it did remind me of um, some of the things that uh, a headline that I saw, which was uh, from CNN Business, which was "Don't forget about South by Southwest film," <laughs> right? Which I think is really interesting because it's long. F- long form uh, content and we talk about a lot the changing uh, tension spans and things like that and what they find is and a lot of this has comes from the YouTube culture right the YouTube culture of show me 45 seconds then show me seven minutes and then you've got me for two hours instead of this trust me wait in line for an hour and a half sit for two hours and maybe you'll like it yep. it's this business model which I think uh, Twitch and other online streaming platforms have, have, have caught on to I mean we look back at 2013 in World of Warcraft sold out the Staples Center in LA. This is, was that six years ago now? They sold out Staples in less than 10 minutes, right? And then if you look at 2018, World of Warcraft sold out two nights in a row in Madison Square Garden with tickets ranging from... Did you guys see the the stats on Apex? $49 to $61. Yeah, uh, Apex is crushing Fortnite. It's crushed Fortnite? Yep. So the thing I think is particularly funny about esports is the fact that A, it's not sports, and B, there's no real sports in the video game. Like, it's not like NBA 2K10 (laughs) or anything like that. Like, it's just, it's like, it's online multiplayer competition. Well, there's, yeah, I mean... I don't not to get too nerdy, but they do have giant Madden competitions and NCAA competitions. I, yeah, but but yeah, it's one. It's not a sport, and two, it's e- on ESPN.com. They have an esports I tab think, now. I think it's smart, man. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah. And the other thing I saw was a jump, a large jump. One of the trends that I'm seeing is uh, a lot of AR, right? So yeah. last mm-hmm. year was a lot of PhD level AI, and a lot of VR, and AR was kind of. Uh, an afterthought because it's been around for so long, but I've seen them doubling down in AR, AR, but doubling down also in the sports space, the live sports, watching mm-hmm. these, the ESPNs and the Foxes of the world actually take. Um, watching this, it in, a, in AR. Yeah. So be in front row, courtside. Either in your living room or actually in the stadium and changing the person's reality because you have an entire generation of people that are used to a bright yellow line or how far can this field goal kicker make it? And mm-hmm. then you show up. Arguably, if you show up to a live sporting event, it's not as enriched as it is at home. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're taking it and understanding where your seat is, understanding your your f- favorite player profiles, and they're actually bringing it to your phone. To, yeah, to you want to hear the like awesome. the the like oldest white guy thing that I'll say all day. Yes, please. I I don't like going to golf tournaments because they're not as good as they are on TV. Mm-hmm. It's true. I no, mean, there's a lot in that that is that just is lame. Up. But um, not that I go to a lot of golf tournaments. But seriously, <laughs> how many people have you like, turned down? Yeah, ben? I mean I've turned down at least like <laughs> one <laughs> golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, U.S. Open. But, but I mean, Virginia it's, Slims yeah. Open. Virginia Slims <laughs> Open. I think that was a tennis tournament. <laughs> so the, um, in the in the 80s <laughs> when Navratilova. Yeah, that was with, great. with cigarettes could sponsor sporting yeah. events. Yeah, that's that's true. fantastic. So you've got uh, we've got privacy. We've got cannabis. Um, yeah. We talked about esports. One of the things that I'm seeing, and I, and I was just scratching some notes, and I, because I can't decide if it's divisive or convergence in nature. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of um, diff- two schools of thoughts coming together in a single panel, and I can't tell if they're built <laughs> to divide even further or actually bring them together. So some examples: um, Battle of the Extremes, an AI moderated debate. All right, so that's fairly interesting. But then you get into business value of design. There's an entire panel on that right like so how do you sell through the value of design so you're gonna have everything from financial folks into creatives in a single room all vying for attention in land space you've got data or feeling the evolution of ux design so if you talk to folks like you know is data strictly come from humans or can it come from robots and analytics platforms um ai is your new design material which is really interesting So when we were at can last year 
they had Alibaba had a whole Who's thing. Who's Ken? Ken. Mm. The Khan okay, Festival. Khan. We were in Khan, okay, France. Thanks. But um, they had a whole, Alibaba had a whole thing on that. Like, you know, like AI generated content. Yep. And now we're seeing it again. In fact, I'm looking at Slack posts from people on our team that are um, Alibaba has a thing right now, generates 20 second product, product videos through AI. Like, it's, it's crazy. They're just, they're going that way. But, but I, think it's, I think it's fun. So I was in a, um, designing for AR using cloud this morning. I was in a panel and there was a QA at the end and there was no less than seven questions and they're all technical. But the whole panel was around designing with AR and mm. how do you do it in a physical space and yeah. what do you do about devices and things you like can't that. You design every, for it if you don't understand the technical nature of it. But right? I mean, if you juxtapose it to old school yeah. um, Q&A when somebody would ask about their design process and yeah. how did you pick this and how did you pick that? People were like, uh, what do you do about Wi-Fi infrastructure? How do you feel about 5G? And so you have this AR artist answering questions about 5G penetration, right? Which is something that I haven't seen. Did anybody ask about the Apple glasses? No, I saw the AR glasses. <laughs> but it's, but it's supposed to be out in 2020, right? According to that uh, analyst. I think yeah, at the end of this start, year. Start making them this year. Start making them uh, I'm no later than those. the second quarter of 2020. Yep. So, all right, question. Does Apple buy Warby Parker? Probably. No. No? Some Amazon buys Warby Parker. Apple doesn't buy anything. They bought Siri once. That was it. Like they, they never buy Beats anything. They by Dre. That's right. Mm. But, the thing, but what's really interesting is so like bad. The, Such a bad the majority idea. of the glass that we consume comes from Shenzhen in China, which yeah. they already have relationships in manufacturing in China. Yeah. So what would they really be buying? A brand. The, the design right. instead? Yeah, I think a, you know, a direct-to-consumer model. I don't know. I mean, I think that they... Uh, they could probably pick it up for next to nothing. They won't do it, right? Amazon would do it, but it would be a very different reason. They both need apparel design but, but help. But do they really like... That's I mean, not a, that's, I didn't think about that when I saw that, but that's Why would that's you do that? Well, I mean, like, Apple ha- has not had any consistent pattern of purchasing brands like you that. You would do it because I've had two beers and I saw glasses, James, <laughs> right, and right, I'm right, like, right, right. huh, are they going to buy Warby Parker? You're right. It's not It's not going to happen. But but they but, got they got to this point by buying up AR software companies. Yeah. Right? But and, they do that in the background. They buy small... That's right. They make small acquisitions, um, but they haven't bought a big consumer brand. But I do wonder if they could take... Um, you know, are, are Apple glasses, are they going to look like... I almost feel like... You don't want an iPhone or AirPods like on your face. They're going to look like Oakleys. Yeah, exactly. They're going to look like Oakleys. You guys remember when we went through this with Google, with Google yeah. Glass? Yeah. Like, have we? That's it, why. Was you it just work. long enough ago? Like, like that we've forgotten what the whole glass hole effect? Like, it's it's this got to be pretty good. Like, Apple's already kind of chat the bed a little bit, a couple of sort of external extraneous ventures. I, I don't trust them to do this right. I think we look. Based on what you see in non-iPhone, non-MacBook efforts, I mean, this really feels like another Siri. Well, you, you brought up trust, and I know that you have a thread that you pulled out. Right? I did. So I actually, so Brandon, this is something you talk about, which is pattern recognition, right? And what it, the when you're staring at something, what, what, what am I seeing here? And I had what I called the doomsday thread. And if you are at South by, you may see it too. Uh, and I got to be honest with you. It Is was, it the people on scooters that are like no. nearly Okay. Oh, Lord. That's a little doomsday as Lord. well. I mean, you, um, you give people free booze from 9 a.m. Yeah, and exactly. Right Everybody's juiced up and they have a mobile app, a phone and they're like, hey, I'm going to take a ride on a Lime scooter. I'm like, mm. um, So I'm going to take off these. I, I actually, I, I pulled them out. So see if you detect a pattern. 
tr- session, the murder of a CIA station chief in Hezbollah's war against America. Session, beyond the surveillance business model. Session, forging the future army. Session, robot crossing border operations in the age of autonomy, which actually kind of freaks me out because that was basically the movie Terminator. Um, how to avoid nuclear apocalypse when the internet turns violent and abusive. The dark side of tech surveillance and propaganda. The future of government surveillance in the U.S. And, and this was actually perhaps the most interesting of all of them. The end of killing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. And, and even though it sounds comical um, when you read the abstract Richard Sm- Richard Smith I believe is the author of the book The End of Killing Robert Smith uh, to go back is <laughs> it Robert Smith no Robert Smith is from I'm going to do another care. uneditable moment for go, you guys are confusing me well, I become confused um, but uh, he proposes that actually non what do you call it like getting sick death yeah. Like you know, violent death, unintentional death. It's I a think technology that's what it's problem. called non-getting sick. Death. Non-getting <laughs> yeah. sick death. That's yeah. the clinical I only term. Did three years of med hey, school. Hey, I've had but... two beers. Yeah. That's an excuse. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he passed away from what? Getting sick. <laughs> getting sick. Going to the hospital, you die. That's a quote well, from uh, Days of Thunder. What I, th- I think is interesting is the um, I think it was the head of BuzzFeed came out and this morning in one of the sessions or keynotes and he was just like, media's in a crisis and blah 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 blah. And so when I read those headlines, there is a doomsday loop. But there's also there's very, those are very clickbaity to me. And if you look at the rise in popularity of conspiracy theories and murder podcasts that are going on, like those two things are the if you want ratings and views, just cover one murder. of those things: mm-hmm. yep. murder pod, yep. murder style podcasts and conspiracy theories. Right? Yep. Those are the two biggest things right now trending on YouTube and on all these platforms. And so to me, I hear that and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of doomsday, but it's also clickbaity in my mind. Like just read, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like for sure. The, the the rise the what was it the illegality of killing <laughs> no the the end of killing the, yeah what, and, and, and what so, was that about I'll read it what if killing wasn't a moral or psychological no, I read, problem I read the but whole a tech thing. problem what if the right tech could make killing a thing of the past <laughs> that is so clickbaity right it's like oh I want to know how it's he even says they admit it that's the provocative yeah. thesis at the heart of Rick Smith's new <laughs> book the end of killing all the, right so you got to do I, I thought it was interesting because I look at it and I, and I really do there. And maybe this is where my old man thing comes in with having gone to South by Interactive so many times. You're kind of like over it and you're looking for something new. And I'm like, oh, that is that is provocative. Um, but it also, I think, is reflective of sort of, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, the zeitgeist. Oh. Uh, <laughs> there is like uh, the collective mood ring is a little dark right now. And Remember we used to have a buzzer? Yeah. We used to have, the, we'll bring that buzzer. Zeitgeist. I still have that. What happened to that buzzer? I shot it. That's when you spoke like back. actually it was just edited in. Um, so uh, real quick, just summation. Any other themes that you're seeing before we move uh, on? There's the that? AI theme. There was the yep. um there was the hands-on theme, which I thought was pretty cool, which I if, if more makers in the hundreds of thousands of listeners that we have to this podcast, yep. if any of them happen to be organizers of South by I, I really enjoyed that. I really would like to see more of that. Um and then on top of it, I, I did think the thing that was lacking this year, aside from John Boehner. I think is a minor celebrity. Um, but they did like they didn't have the big, the big speaker like Howard no, Schultz, no Obama, or, no Obama, right? Yeah. I, and even though like for me it was a big speaker, nobody else would give a shit. But I, I actually saw um, Stephen Wolfram uh, two, three cool. years ago, which for me was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. They've got AOC, yep, and she's gonna be like I think that that like she's gonna draw like crazy. It's gonna be. I, I'm super interested to see the fallout. Or support that happens immediately after that. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
you've got a crowd that it's a very friendly crowd. For it's her. a very friendly crowd. She's gonna kill it, I yeah. think. And it it is, but is it really right? So yeah. I don't know if she's a celebrity per se. I think she's a manufactured celebrity. I I really believe in a lot of things she said, but she's the product of an echo chamber. She's not the actual product of like a sustained presence. So, so South by is the world's biggest. That's echo what I'm saying. Chamber, like, right? and it makes yeah. sense. You're right, yeah. but uh, I mean, like, she can't say in my many many years of public service, or have you read all of my books, sure, or these sure. things I did. You know, she's just getting started. So you, and I appreciate it. You but, brought up the celebrity thing. I don't think we don't we don't have the. The Elon or the um, homeboy that's, uh, what's his name? WikiLeaks guy who piped in remotely. Julian Assange? Yeah, him yeah. and then who's the, Edward Snowden. Oh, Edward Snowden. Like there's not like yeah. that figurehead, but I, w- yeah. I will say that the amount of, I'll say one tier lower celebrities seems to be broader than it. I guess like you, the great question with Julian Assange is because nobody talks about him anymore. Like you actually had to ask, and you're a really smart guy, and you know a lot of really cool shit. So the fact that you forgot about like, him uh, means he's sitting at that Uruguayan embassy right now. Like, it means, was it worth it? It means they've done a good job of. <laughs> and then the Uruguayan embassy, yeah. <laughs> the ambassador is like, should we have taken him in? Uh-huh. Like this is like a bad idea. I don't think. Like, did you guys hear about that where he was getting called out because he wasn't take care of his cat? His cat was shitting all over the embassy. <laughs> It's like after the hype dies down, after a while, you're like, eh, maybe you should have thought more about this. Man, one WikiLeaks and you're ever known as the guy who won't clean up after his damn <laughs> cat. Yeah, Lee. Um, all right, so we've nailed some trends. Overall, I'm excited. We'll circle back you know, next ep- episode and just put a bow on this thing. The things that we think we're going to see, uh, rise in privacy, um, double down on cannabis. Anything about blockchain? Blockchain was on there. I just didn't see that. There's a whole track around blockchain. Um, But, and and I think people are trying to make it a bit more real this year, but I I don't know. I think it's just more talk. I think think blockchain is where AI was three years ago. You've got people that understand it deeply talking to people that have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. Facebook, again, I mean, if you look at what they did today, so the other thing that Zuckerberg talked about is they're trying to build a currency platform. So they're trying to build, they've got a whole group focused on blockchain, and they're trying to make sure, they're trying to make it to where people can transfer money from any currency to the other. So like going after like a Western Union. Yeah. And the the whole reason is they just want more people to use their their platform um, and use messaging. So... Um, I don't know. That sounds that sounds like that was the most interesting blockchain thing I heard. So today. when I was picking up my um, my badge, they, they had a poster session, which was really cool from all of the films. And one of them is called Autonomy, and it's the executive producer of Malcolm Gladwell. And they actually have a featured session. So it's featured session: the self driving cars. The future is when Malcolm Gladwell and Chris Urmson. <laughs> I was like, if I'm Chris Urmson, I'm trying to live in the moment, right? Like, is it ever going to be like an and Chris Urmson moment ever again? Like, it'd be like Jack Welch and James Lanyon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just enjoy, enjoy the moment. Um, but uh, you've got Doomsday. I got Doomsday, and okay. there was blockchain and AI and hands on. I thought that was the 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 four. Things that I saw that I really like, and I've got the convergence of really uh, left brain and right brain that I've seen, I haven't seen in a while. So before we get out of here and back to South by Southwest, uh, uh, two shots out to our friends at Black Feather Whiskey. So in between beers, we are drinking whiskey with them and cocktails and questions. Uh, fantastic group of folks. And then speaking of other fantastic folks, uh, try to get this up and out. Um, 
before this happens, it probably won't happen because I think it happens tomorrow, but our good friend Angela, Angela Yang is giving a, a presentation, Cultural Appropriation versus Cultural Appreciation is one of the uh, marquee events at South by Southwest. She's so, great. She's yeah. a badass. She's absolutely she's fantastic. She's great to Angela Yang. So, many, uh, like so many people signed up for it. They're doing a second session. That's right. That's right. So super impressive. Uh, shouts out Angela to Angela Yang and Chris Ermson. And before, <laughs> before we get out of here, uh, usually we cover off for all those new folks that we got listening. Um, we obviously drink, we obviously talk about culture, technology, and business, but we try to end every episode with the coolest thing, most frightening thing, most interesting thing you've seen this week. It's been a week. James, what have you seen? Anything good? Uh, we are one close... You guys know, know I stand with science. I, uh, <laughs> I, we're one close... fan of science. I, I'm a stand with science. Um, we're one step closer to SpaceX doing uh, a manned mission, which I think is cool with their with their reusable rocket, the, yeah. the landable rocket. Have you guys seen um, the series Nat Geo did it but it's on Netflix it's called Mars you guys no, seen that no. it's really cool I suggest everyone give it a, a whirl um, it's split and half of it is a future state show about the manned mission to Mars and the challenges Acting's probably B plus um, Nat Geo uh, but the half of it is 2016 when lot, they filmed it a lot it. of good people worked hard on that man <laughs> it's it's good no give me I loved it but um, it's a lot of interviews with the engineers from SpaceX and stuff like that so it weaves fiction and nonfiction together and I thought it was very original and I'm in the third episode and I'm really enjoying it so that was timely and I thought that was really cool alright uh, my coolest thing, uh, too, so I'm uh, reading a book right now called The Mastermind by a guy named Evan Ratliff. I think he writes for Wired, um, and it's about a guy named Paul LaRue who um, became, he was a developer uh, in South Africa, figured out how to sell um, pharmaceuticals, uh, for the most part, slightly legal, maybe not mm, illegal, painkillers, opioids, yeah. um, on, the, on the web, and uh, did that in the U.S., made hundreds of millions of dollars and then decided that wasn't enough, so he started becoming an arms dealer. Um, he tried to create his own little, um, like almost like country inside a country in Somalia. Just n- it's an absolutely nutty the story. Mastermind. I just yeah, found it mastermind. on Audible. Yeah. That, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth worth a read. Um, and then uh, and then my second one is uh, favorite panel at uh, South by Southwest. Ricky Williams talking about the healing powers of medicinal marijuana. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Healed him and right so, out of a third contract. Yeah, exactly. And I and I think next year, hopefully, it's going to be Vince Young on financial planning. <laughs> the healing power the of healing Cheesecake power. Factory. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing that I've seen this week is not that cool. It's actually a little terrifying. Um, it's called the Modern Elder Academy. Have you guys seen this? Out of El Pescadero, Mexico. I have not seen that. All right. So essentially, it is, uh, let's just call it what it is. It's a high-end resort. Right, it's a high-end resort for um, elder technology professionals that you apply to get into. How cool is that? And then, so you apply, and then if you are lucky enough to get in, it's five thousand dollars. It's a one-week program. Um, You get three locally sourced meals a day, and you can talk about the perils of getting older in the technology industry and what does it mean. That is an often overlooked category. Is is elder tech? It is huge, and the, the. massively like you can't that that's a podcast around age discrimination and a whole bit but what is not why it's not coolest is because the age uh floor starts at 30 years old that's so, old so if you are 30 in logan's oh, run it was like you would get if, shot out of if the you sky. are 30 you are eligible to apply to the modern elder academy in el pescadero mexico i'm just like all right 
Yeah, I did the same thing. Do you remember that idea I came up with, the Elder Wand? I do. That you was such a great idea. Say it out loud on the podcast. No, because we're nobody will we're, figure it out. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna get like. So the whole idea was: can you intercede you remotely? Can you take over your parents' iPhone or Android device when they're trying to explain to you over the phone what they're trying to do with it? It's like a remote IT administrator tool for a mobile device. This is. This I is, ran that by Bonnie. She loved it. She thought it was. She's like, my mom calls me all the time. She's like, I'm trying to do this thing with Google Maps. And you're like, let me just hit the Elder Wand app, and I can take over your phone, and I can show you how to get back on the road. If you give James two black feather whiskeys and a mix. Ultra, he'll tell you all the secret things. I will tell we're you all on. of the things we're working on. <laughs> By the way, that robot I call Errand, it runs errands. We'll end on that one. Yeah, we're going to end <laughs> on that, man. Uh, for Ben, for James, for myself, Brandon, most importantly, uh, the unsung hero of Austin, our sound engineer that keeps our content sounding better than the content of our content. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. how I would have said uh, it. That's for cocktails it. and questions in Austin, Texas, South by Southwest 2019, day one. We will check in with you very soon. Until then, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. Adios.